Welcome to Main Street Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yao here alongside Mo Patton, and it is a Thursday, Preps Thursday edition. We've got a great show lined up for you. Looking forward to it, so I hope you guys are ready for a lot of fun. Mo, how are things? <laughs> this might not be the day to ask that. Yeah. Um, late night last night, late and frustrating for at least one of us but um we're trying to get through it got some thursday night football tonight it was pretty exciting hopefully this rain will hold off get the good weekend lord, started right good lord willing yeah and the creek don't rise that's right and boy last night was fun we'll talk about it fun for you well, I mean, it was fun for you for a half. It was fun for me for a half. <laughs> yeah. Just so happened that mine was a little more fun than your half. Yeah, there you go. And that's, that's you know, it's not on you. It is what it is. But, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, we'll react to that, to that uh, Jacksonville State, Middle Tennessee State game here in just a moment. We'll also talk with Seth Anderson of Columbia Academy as they get ready to take on Nashville Christian tomorrow night and what – Will it will definitely be for the region lead for the lead for sure, yeah, for and it, perhaps perhaps going for, farther. Yeah, you know he he called it the region championship last week. Now he said that to his team, and well, I mean, you know, but he's probably uh, not. Wrong. I'm not going to tell him he's wrong. Uh, so yeah, of course we'll talk to him about that. It's going to be a great football game tomorrow night out in Bellevue. We'll also talk with Terry McCormick, of course, at the top of the hour to get your top of the hour Titans report, little Major League Baseball postseason action, and kind of rapid-fire reaction, Mo, uh, to be honest with you. We've a lot got, to react. Well, we've got a lot of reacting to do, mm -hmm. and so let's do it. But before we do any of that, we need to – Give folks yesterday's results and today's schedule. In order to do that, however, we have to you'll have to excuse me, folks. I'm having to do this myself. Screw you, Joe Boo. I do this. Mm -hmm. I do this myself. Yeah, it's gonna be a mess. Something like so that. Um, tell them, Mo, about our fine rundown sponsor today. The Thursday Rundown is brought to you by Mockingbird Title and Escrow, an attorney-owned and operated full-service title company in Middle Tennessee that will get your deals closed without worry and fuss, a family business that offers the highest level of expertise in the industry when it comes to closing and funding your real estate transactions. Consider them part of your team. Call 615-274-8698 or visit MockingbirdTitleTN.com today. And that's not it. Is that it? That's it. There you go. There we go. There All right. Go. Now, as you we were saying, mm -hmm. there was some girls' soccer action last night. Oh. And... Giles County defeated Lawrence County 3-0. Rossby was an 8-2 winner over Clarksville. 
in college football action, Jacksonville State down Middle Tennessee State 45-30 to and New Mexico State with a 34-17 win over Florida International. Major League Baseball play, all of these ended the wild card series. The Texas Rangers advanced with a 7-1 win over Tampa Bay. Minnesota, a 2-0 winner over the Blue Jays, sending them to the next round. The Diamondbacks oust the Brewers 5-2 and the Phillies down the Marlins 7-1. In MLS play, it was Orlando 1, Nashville Soccer Club, nil. At Geodes Park. At Geodes Park, yes. Good Lord. Um, high school football tonight, 7 o'clock kickoffs for East Nashville at Cane Ridge, Antioch at Christ Presbyterian Academy, East Robertson hosting Trousdale County, Franklin taking on visiting Ravenwood, Page goes to Hillsboro, Springfield is at Hunter's Lane, Summit travels to Overton. McGavick is at Rossview, and Stratford hosts Maplewood. Again, those are all seven o'clock kickoffs tonight. Volleyball action: Good Pasture plays Donaldson Christian at five, followed by Middle Tennessee Christian at Providence Christian at six thirty. So that is the Division Two A Middle Region tournament, and it's all at Providence Christian. Again, Good Pasture DCA at five, Middle Tennessee Christian. Providence Christian at 6.30. In District 12 AAA volleyball action at Shelbyville. <laughs> One semifinal match. unfortunate for the Lady Eagles. <laughs> it is unfortunate for the Lady Eagles. The eight-seated Lady Eagles, by the way. Yeah. Um, Columbia Central takes on top seed Lawrence County at 4, followed by Spring Hill and Lincoln County at 5.30, and the championship at 7. Ship. The ship we go into the ship. That's right. Girls soccer action tonight. Summit is at Harpeth Hall at five. Also at five, St. Cecilia welcomes Brentwood Academy at six tonight. Father Ryan's at Innsworth and Siegel is at Franklin County as well as Good Pasture hosting Middle Tennessee Christian at 630. Grace Franklin is at Christ Presbyterian. And at seven, Kalioka plays host to Loretto. Sycamore is at Fairview. Hendersonville is at Gallatin. Giles County hosts Marshall County and Wilson Central at some time tonight. Will play host to Siegel. College football action tonight. Sam Houston is at Liberty. You can see that at 6 p.m. on CBS Sports Network. Also, Western Kentucky is at Louisiana Tech. That's a 7 o'clock kick on ESPN. And in NFL action on Amazon Prime at 7.15 tonight, it's the Chicago Bears and the Washington Commanders. Mm. And mm. that is Mo. You're run down. You're run down. Hey, top story is brought to you by our friends at Piggly Wiggly in Neely's Mill Shopping Center in Columbia. Make sure to go by and see the fine folks at the Piggly Wiggly as they have, of course, your fresh hand cut meats, your fresh produce, and daily lunch specials. Mm -hmm. That's right. Cobbler vegetables, meats. It's all delicious and it's all right there. Cost plus 10% at the register. Uh, today's top story, Mosley, is reaction from last night. And, you know, at, when you when you go back and look at this game, Jacksonville State defeats Minnesota. First of all, I'm not going back and looking at this game. Well, Jacksonville State defeats Middle Tennessee State 45-30 last night, scoring, was it? 38, 38 points in the, second half. in the second half en route to the win, including a 
interception that was returned from the Jacksonville State 19 to the Middle Tennessee State 17 in the fourth quarter. And That's what they call flipping the field. Yeah, that is exactly flipping the field, literally. And a scoop and score, as we were already out of the building. <laughs> yeah, um, we'd seen enough. And, and, and all of that just kind of, again, four turnovers last night for Middle Tennessee State. Just a, a tough night in the second half. Played really well. Scored three times in four minutes, Mo. Three times in four minutes. Uh, I texted you at halftime. I would not have expected at any point for Middle Tennessee State to have been up two scores in that ball game, and yet it was 23-7 at the half. Like you said, three scores in four minutes. Um, the defense played really well, and the offense managed to put up points despite – you know, not playing great in the offensive line, not having much of a run game other than Nick Vadiato, who, yeah. you know, managed to make some plays in the passing game as well. Thank goodness. The 23-7 at the half, and then it all went from sugar to something else in the second half. Well, in the first half, in, in the first quarter particularly, the first couple of drives, middle could not block Jacksonville up front. They were getting home with four and they were dropping seven, mm -hmm. and there was nothing Nick Vadiato could do. Right. Nothing. Now, some adjustments were made. I don't know what those adjustments were. I wasn't paying that much attention to it until I realized that we weren't getting home with four, and by we, I mean Jacksonville State. Um, As you made clear in the latter stages of last uh, night's yeah, game, very, when you took off your Main pullover. Street Sports Today pullover and showed your True colors? Yes. <laughs> yes. And they were red. Uh, yes. But at least I wore gray. I wasn't wearing red, at least. It wasn't a red shirt. It could have been worse because red is not a great color to be wearing at, at Middleton. On, on that campus, no. But, you know, you, 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 you're watching this kind of unfold. They made some adjustments and realized, hey, we can do some things in the perimeter passing game right get the ball out quick find a way to get Vadiato out from behind the line of scrimmage roll him out and, and they did really well again scoring three times in four minutes and things look really good at halftime what whatever Rich Rodriguez has said to his team at halftime the last two weeks he should probably say it before the game next week against Liberty yeah, because if he waits till <laughs> halftime, it may be too late. It may be too late. So, I, that being said, Middle Tennessee State had a chance to put the game away. Just about would have gone up thirty to twenty. Would have gone up thirty to seven mm -hmm. with a pass down the sideline right in front of me, and number three just let it go right through his hands. DJ Chisholm, England, Chisholm, England, yeah. England, Chisholm, England, Chisholm. Yes. DJ England, Chisholm. Had it. It was six. Yeah, and it, it, it was absolutely six from yeah. from the from the Rick Ensel suite, <laughs> um, high above Johnny Red Floyd Stadium. We we saw that that was six as well. It, it was until it wasn't caught. Until it hit the ground, and that was that was an unfortunate turn of events. And then you get to the second half, a drive ending not drive jacksonville was going to have to end up kicking a field goal mm -hmm. or attempting a field goal and instead trey fluellen is flagged for targeting and it was in fact textbook targeting unfortunately 
so much so that they confirmed the call on replay. Not it didn't just stand; they confirmed it, mm-hmm. and which means he'll actually miss the first half of next week's game as well. Uh, after being ejected from the second half uh, last night, so and that's unfortunate because we're big Trey Fluellen fans. Um, but it was targeting. It set up Jacksonville State inside the the ten yard line. Uh, they score on a on a quarterback sneak with Zion Webb. Uh, to cut the lead to 23-14. Next thing you know, there was a uh, what? There was something else that happened with that that middle did, and it was a I, I can't. Oh, the uh, the punt. Jacksonville State punts, and for whatever reason, MTSU's receiver decides to go try and stop it with four Jacksonville State players around him. It gets into his bread basket. They knock it out, recover it. Jacksonville State football. They score again, and it's open. Yeah, yeah. The floodgates have opened at that point. Yeah. And I mean, Zion Webb made plays with his feet. Uh, got the perimeter passing game. Had the one touchdown pass for about seventy something yards. That. <laughs> Man, I'll tell you what. That tight end. And then Sean Brown uh, made a couple of one-handed catches. A couple of t- one touchdown catch. Dude, that guy is the reason Jacksonville State won the football. That guy's a dude, man. Um, he was he was impressive all night. He made some nice catches um, and really kind of bailed out the Jack State offense at some times. But, um, yeah, middle, middle just kind of collapsed in the second half. And... Again, after getting off to the start that they did to not be able to sustain that that first drive of the second half when they when they weren't able to score, like you said, was kind of the telltale sign, and it opened the door for Jack State to get back in it, and they rush it. Well, I told you before the game, uh, you know, Middle had rushed for 120 yards a game on the year, and they only ran for 109 last night. Uh, Frank Pizant ran eight times for six yards, which is not what you expect from him. And here's the thing. I don't of think the it's one, his fault. Of the 109 yards rushing, one rush for 75 yards. That 75-yard touchdown against the whoever, whoever was mm-hmm. playing after we left with right. less than five minutes to go. You take that 75 yards away. What's that, 34 yards? It's, uh, yes, that's exactly what it is, 34 yards. Mm-hmm. You now can't, you can't win football games rushing for 34 yards. Even if your quarterback throws for 400, which how, Nick Vadiato did, 408 on what did what 41 was it? attempts, 26 completions, 26 of 31. He was tw- 41, 26 of 41. Okay, all right. 408, two touchdowns, two picks. Of course, 41 passing attempts is too many. It is. Um, so yeah, that was. It was a tough night for for middles in the second half. They just, again, couldn't get anything going offensively, and it seemed like when they did have something going, they'd shoot themselves in the foot some way, somehow. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. uh, Jacksonville State took advantage, and they moved to 5-1 and one overall, 3-0 and oh in the conference, although it doesn't really matter. Um, and each of those two teams will get a six-day week as they both play on Tuesday next week i think uh, middle has is it louisiana tech coming to town 
Middle Tennessee State will welcome Louisiana Tech at 6 o'clock next week on CBS Sports Network. Jacksonville State welcomes conference favorite Liberty to JSU Stadium and Burgess Snowfield. So should be fun next week. Hopefully Middle can bounce back. So it's tough. Yeah. Only thing worse than one and five would be one and six. Look, and here's the thing. Let, let me just put this out there before, before we take this break. I understand that, MT, that, that, that Jacksonville State is moving up. Okay, I get that. They're moving up from FCS to FBS, and, and it's an FCS team in their first year, whatever. Jacksonville State's good. I don't think they're good for that. I don't think anybody is frustrated at losing to Jacksonville State just coming up from FCS. I think folks with Middle Tennessee State are frustrated with losing, period. You can lose Alabama, you can lose Missouri, you get that. Colorado State, okay, this is a conference game. Wherever they're coming from, it's a conference game. You should be able to be competitive with everybody in this conference. And the fact that you're not, and that you give up 38 points and a half. Yeah, 31-10 to, to Western and 45-30 to Jacksonville State doesn't, doesn't bode well. No. But it's still the best one in five in the country. It's been a tough schedule, man. Again. And it doesn't get a whole lot easier with Liberty still to come, New Mexico State still to come. At least you get FIU, but then you got UTEP and Sam Houston's. They're not great, but you got to figure it great. out. You got to do something. ASAP. ASAP. But I still I think, mean, best, I still best think one in five team in whatever doesn't help you. No, I understand that. But you have, I mean, as we've talked about with high school teams here recently, Sometimes yeah, a, that, get, that's a different, that's I, a different paradigm there. But it's still a tough, tough schedule, including two power five teams and a team that took Colorado to double overtime on the road. And, you know, Colorado just played the number eight team in the country to a touchdown. So it's, there's perspective. I, I don't think the sky is necessarily falling for middle. I think it's already falling. But I think you've got, You've got to figure something out because this iteration of Conference USA, you should be able to win. Period. You should, if not, if nothing else, compete for championships. Well, I mean, and and you, you know, you already had your excuses figured out. Should oh, Middle have won one. that game last? It was win-win for me. Yeah, we're no reason we should win this game. We're moving up from FCS. And yet, it and was lose-lose for, for Middle either way. Unless it well, was they lost. Out. Yeah, no doubt. All right, let's take a break. Seth Anderson standing by. Stick around in Coach's Corner right after this on Main Street Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bond & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net.
Custom Stone Handler supplies over 600 distributors and suppliers with quality stone products. Along with River Stone, we produce and distribute over 100 building, landscape, and other bulk products. Our goal is to provide quality products, service, and partnerships to ensure our customers' success. We firmly believe that the measure of any person or company is how they treat other people and customers. Give them a call at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Mockingbird Title and Escrow is an attorney-owned and operated full-service title company in Middle Tennessee. We get your deals closed without worry and fuss. We're a family business that offers the highest level of expertise in our industry when it comes to closing and funding your real estate transactions. And it's it's a job I really love. Uh, I'm passionate about this. I'm enthusiastic about this. I like to think we're pretty well-rounded and can deal with a wide range of, of needs and a wide range of clients. Call 615-274-8698 today. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. Piggly Wiggly, located in Neely's Mill Shopping Center, is Columbia's locally owned and operated cost plus 10 grocery store dedicated to serving the community with low prices and smiling faces. Piggly Wiggly offers fresh, hand-cut meats daily as well as daily hot plate lunches from their deli counter. You're certain to see smiling faces and a helping hand when you're here at Piggly Wiggly. Come by and check out our fresh produce, high-quality meats, and more. Down home, down the street, we'll see you at the Pig. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service and our ortho quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Street Sports today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Young, Mo Patton here on this Preps Thursday as we get you ready. High school football picks later in the show, including the next game we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. And so looking forward to it as we get to Coach's Corner here on Main Street Sports today. And we have with us Columbia Academy football coach Seth Anderson. Coach, welcome in. How are you? I'm good. How are y'all doing? Doing well, thanks, Coach. Um not digging this overcast look right now. I've got a game to go to tonight and hoping them, hoping it stays dry for, for that one as well as for, for yours tomorrow night. Um, but, you know, I was fortunate enough to be at your game a couple of weeks ago when you guys went up to Donaldson Christian and, and defeated the Wildcats 42-30. What do you feel like you take specifically out of that game into this matchup tomorrow night against Nashville Christian? You know, I, I think winning at Donaldson Christian uh, kind of gave our team a little bit of confidence. Uh, our, our first part of the season uh, was pretty tough schedule. Uh, you know, losing a, a heartbreaker early on to Middleton C. Christian and then um, playing Friendship and, and, and Huntington, who are two uh, outstanding teams, and going up to DCA, which is another uh, outstanding football team, uh, being able to go up there and, and pull out the win. Definitely gave our kids um, some confidence and a little belief, and, and we've kind of run with it uh, since then, and we're just hoping to, to keep getting better each week. 
And, uh, you know, really looking forward to tomorrow night. You know, Chris saw you guys last week against Clarksville Academy, and it looked like, I mean, from, from what I saw from a statistical standpoint, looked like it, maybe y'all got a little deeper into the offensive playbook last weekend. We did, you know, this point in the season, uh, you, you, you're past your, your initial installs and you're starting to build on things. And, uh, you know, we, we have a lot of guys, uh, you know, you, you've been, you've been to a couple of our games. We have a lot of guys on the offensive side uh, that can do a lot of things with the football. And, uh, you know, talking about last week specifically, I thought running back uh, Zane Nash did an outstanding job, um, you know, get, getting a, a heavy workload. Uh, offensive line did a great job of uh, opening up holes for him. And then Connor Rawson back at quarterback, um, he just kind of uh, drove the dro- uh, drove the offense the entire year. Um, being a senior, uh, having that experience back there, it's pretty comforting as, as a coach, uh, knowing that he's he's in control. And, um, you, know, you know, I thought he did a really good job of, of managing the offense last Friday night uh, against Clarksville Academy. Um, you know, we, we got a couple guys receiver-wise, uh, Harrison Brownlee, Matt Jackson, C.J. Duro, um, that really allow us to to stretch the field. And, uh, you know, right now it's all about trying to get better um, and, you know, trying to build off of recent success as we enter this, this last uh, stretch of the regular season. You know, and you, you say recent success because, you know, and fact is that over the last couple of years, you guys haven't had – you know, a bunch of it missing, you know, losing some big games late last year to, to put you out of the playoffs. And so this team having the mindset, you know, learning how to win, especially after that heartbreaking loss to MTCS. I mean, they have kind of had to learn how to win this year. And it seems like that's not been an issue. They've, they've kind of found their way in doing so. What would, you know, obviously a lot of senior leadership has to play into that. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, our, our senior class, uh, looking at, you know, like I mentioned a second ago, our quarterback, Connor Ross, and the guy uh, who, you know, knock on wood, he's he's been healthy so far this year. Uh, unfortunately, uh, his junior and sophomore season uh, were both um, shortened due to injury. And having him uh, 100% healthy this year has paid huge dividends. Um you know, and a lot of it is is the mental aspect that he brings to our team, uh, just being really calm uh, in, in adverse situations. You know, you go back to, uh, you mentioned the Middle Tennessee Christian game, and, you know, we're down with just over a minute to go, and he calmly leads us down the field uh, in a two-minute drive, and we're able to, to tie the game up and force that thing into overtime. And, and a lot of that is just his demeanor and uh, how he kind of carries himself, and he, he never gets too high, never gets too low. Uh, and, and that kind of rubs off on everybody else because, I mean, as you know, the quarterback is is the leader of the team, and we, you know we go as he goes, and, and I think he's done a great job uh, just kind of uh, carrying us. Um, other seniors we got, uh, you know, Gabriel Sapicki, um, all-region uh, offensive lineman last year, outstanding defensive end. Um, he's got a motor that just don't stop, and you know, really. Those two guys are, are two of our uh, two of our captains, coupled with our, our third senior captain, Kate Jackson, who unfortunately for him ha- has missed some time uh, due to an injury he suffered in the Friendship Christian game. Uh, but now he's getting back into the swing of things and, and getting back healthy. And, uh, you know, he's 
he's been an outstanding leader for us, uh, both on and off the field. Um, you know, he, he he's kind of the the heartbeat for our team, and that, that's that's you know uh, undeniable. Uh, so really excited for him to get back and uh, you know get get back on the field. What is the you know prognosis for K? When do you expect him back, or do you have a feel for that at this point? So he got back last week. He he was kind of on a pitch count a little bit, um, and he played last week. There was no, uh, you know, no soreness or anything. Uh, so we expect him to be back uh, 100% uh, tomorrow night. Speaking of getting folks back, uh, Monte Baldwin did not play last week. You expect him Friday night? Yeah, Monte, he'll, he'll be playing tomorrow night. Uh, really excited. Uh, you know, he, he's kind of had a sore ankle uh, the past couple weeks. Um, and, you know, resting a little bit should pay dividends tomorrow. There's no question he is an outstanding back. Um, you know, he, he does uh, some special things with the ball in his hand. And, um, you know, as as we've kind of fed him, it's allowed us to open up the playbook a little bit more. Uh, it's allowed us to stretch the field vertically uh, as he draws a little bit, uh, you know, uh, of attention. And so that, that opens up some of our guys on the outside. Um, but, well, you know, like I mentioned earlier, uh, you know, our offensive line uh, has been fantastic in, in getting on blocks and, and staying with them and letting Monte do his thing. Well, you know, if, if you've got a sore ankle, it's, it's, it's nice to be able to come out occasionally and you've got Zane Nash to, to spell him a little bit and, and kind of break up the type of game that, that you got, you know, that, that Monte gives you, you know, you've got a, you've got a guy who can run between the tackles and kind of, you know, bruise a little bit while, you know, obviously Monte is a little bit quicker on the outside. It's That is, that is a weapon that you love to have as a coach. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, th th there's no question Monte is going to get his carries. Um, but to have a guy like Zane that can come in and, and run the ball between the tackles and, and get good hard yards there. Uh, that that that's a luxury uh, that a lot of teams don't have is to have two uh, really capable backs. Um, and you know that they're both. Or Zane being a freshman, uh, he, he's got a lot to learn. But I think he's done a fantastic job uh, offensively for us and, and really defensively too. Um, you know, coming in and starting as as a freshman on the defensive side of the ball. Um, you know, he, he's done a fantastic job for us. And, uh, you know, getting Monte breaks every now and then on offense, that's been big. Columbia Academy second-year football coach Seth Anderson joining us here on Main Street Sports today and on Coach's Corner. Um, coach, as you head into this Nashville Christian game, Jared Curtis is touted as one of the top quarterback recruits in the area, regardless of class, I guess he's in the 26 class. He's a sophomore. Um, what within that offense, what challenges do you feel like he presents for you guys defensively? Oh, uh, the, the kid is special. I, I mean, you look at his physical ability uh, to throw a ball. He can make any throw on the field. Um, he, he has tremendous arm talent, uh, which He's going to be fun to watch uh, for the next several years as he goes on from high school into the college level. Just, just not tomorrow night, right? Yeah, hopefully not tomorrow night. No, I mean, you know, he, he's going to make plays. I mean, the, the kid is too good to, to not. Um, Nashville Christian, you know, is an outstanding program. Coach Brothers does a great job with them. Um, you know, they were in the state championship last year. And, and, and for 
that young man to to lead their team to the state championship as a freshman last year says a lot. He's back as a sophomore, even more experience. He, he's, he's gotten bigger, stronger, faster. Um, he, he presents challenges, uh, you know, that 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 um, any team uh, is not necessarily looking forward to 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 playing against. But uh, no, it, it's we're looking forward to tomorrow night. Um, it's going to be a great environment uh, Two two good teams uh, competing against each other. And, and this is kind of what you want in a high school football matchup is is to go out there and compete and, and lay it on the line and and see what happens. Um, so we're really excited about that. I too am excited about keeping up with it. Of course, Mo, you'll be there and that'll make things a little easier for us to keep up with. Uh, hopefully, <laughs> ideally, yeah. And so, <laughs> Internet connectivity pending. Yeah, that's, that's, always, that's always the key. But yeah, we're, yeah. you know, I, you, you kind of mentioned to your team and it was probably privately, but the fact is that you're right. Uh, this is kind of a re this really feels like the region championship. Uh, if nothing else, you're in the driver's seat if you win this thing. And there is in Division Two, especially in Class A, there is nothing more important than winning your region because you get a buy. Yeah, absolutely. The win of this game, uh, you know, th there's still a lot of football to play. Grace Christian, we have them last game of the season. Got Mountain Juliet Christian after fall break. Um, so, you know, we're, we're trying to take it one game at a time, but the, the next thing that we have is Nashville Christian. And, um, you know, like you say, if you win a region game and you stay undefeated in the region, that puts you in a really good spot uh, as you move on to, for us, two more region games left uh, to, to possibly uh, get that one seed. And um, not like you said, when it comes to playoff seeding and, and projecting everything, if you can get a bye, uh, that's huge, um, especially at that point of the season. We, we've seen it on the, the other end, um, how critical that buy is, uh, playing a team coming off a buy and, and just how advantageous it is. Uh, so uh, ho hopefully, um, you know, we, we can we can find ourselves in that spot. But it's, it's not it's not going to be easy, not going to be easy tomorrow night for sure. Well, I think that you guys have as good of an opportunity as as you've had in the last few years to, to win a region championship and, and looking forward to tomorrow night because again Nashville Christian's a very good football team but so is Columbia Academy. Yes sir well I appreciate I that. That's Hopefully. Important. Yeah absolutely <laughs> it's, it's going to be a great ball game great matchup and I'm looking forward to being there for it and um, coach we appreciate you taking some time with us this afternoon. Absolutely thank y'all thank y'all for all y'all do and uh, you know getting these guys some some coverage uh, we really appreciate appreciate as a school uh, for all y'all do for us. So thank you. You got it. All right, we'll take a break. We'll, uh, no, we won't take a break. No, we won't. We've got some hardware to hand we do, out. We have hardware to hand out. That's, so that's let's, an important. Let's do that before we yes, take a break. Let's do that. In fact, because of course we have the custom stone handlers into in life team of the week, as of course outside of the military. The greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers encourages young people to get in the game. Contact them at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. And Mo, the team of the week this week? The team of the week this week is the Mount Pleasant Boys Golf Team. For Yeah, um, the Tigers last Friday in the Region 6A tournament over at 
Henry Horton State Park's Buford Ellington Golf Course. The Tigers shot a 342. A it is a lot. <laughs> the Tiger, this is not a lot, though. It's, Which is how you win in golf. Exactly. By, by not shooting a lot. Mount Pleasant finished with a 342 team score. Four guys, 18 holes each which was four strokes better than second place and defending region champion Summertown. So, um, congratulations to Spencer Lovett, Eli Harvey, Gavin Myers, among others. Also, who were the other two on the team? Those three had the top three scores among the Tigers. That's why I named them. But also, um, Andrew Cummins and Kevin Reed are the five making up the Tigers golf team. That is this week's custom stone handlers into win life team of the week. Congratulations to them. Now the mid Tennessee bone and joint athlete of the week from Columbia Academy. Go figure. Um, receiver slash linebacker Harrison Brownlee, eight catches for 167 yards with a touchdown. Also ran for a score and had eight tackles in CA's 38-7 win last week over Clarksville Academy that you were on hand for. Yeah, so, that's big. Yeah. Great, great job all night long. I mean, of course, it, it certainly helps when, uh, you know, he caught more than 50% of the passes that Connor Rawson completed. But, you know, they have other options. and so we, They do have other options, yeah. you know, as, as Seth and that helps. You know, yeah, well, I mean, C.J. Duro the week before had three catches for 141 yards, I think. So, I mean, they've got opportunities to make big plays in the passing game, and, and I think that's going to, you know, that's going to bode well for them tomorrow night. So. No question. All right, let's take a break now. <laughs> Braves, Major League Baseball on the other side of it. So stick around here on Main Street Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. We'll be right back after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50 plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731 and schedule your tour today. Mockingbird Title and Escrow is an attorney-owned and operated full-service title company in Middle Tennessee. 
We get your deals closed without worry and fuss. We're a family business that offers the highest level of expertise in our industry when it comes to closing and funding your real estate transactions. And it's it's a job I really love. Uh, I'm passionate about this. I'm enthusiastic about this. I like to think we're pretty well-rounded and can deal with a wide range of, of needs and a wide range of clients. Call 615-274-8698 today. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service, and our ortho quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. A 10-run first inning highlighted by Chipper Jones Grand Slam put the Braves well on the way to a leave-no-doubt 20-3 win over the Marlins to clinch the National League East Division Championship, the team's 10th straight division title. Atlanta became the first team in professional sports to win 10 consecutive division crowns, surpassing the 1957-65 through 65 Boston Celtics and the 1982-90 through 90 Los Angeles Lakers who each won nine in a row. That was this day in Braves history. Always good. Leave no doubt. It's always good to leave no doubt, too. Absolutely. As postseason play continues, the Braves now know who and when. They will play in the National League Division Series. It is the Philadelphia Phillies for the second consecutive year. And they will do it at 5 o'clock in the evening on both Saturday and Monday. In Saturday and Monday? Saturday and Monday in Atlanta. Off on Sunday. Yes. The, 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 the off days for the, for, for the National League Series are a little wonky, but it this is what allows us to have four games of Strider and Freed if necessary. Well, it allows us to have four games of Strider and Freed. It probably allows them to have two games of Zag Wheeler. Yeah, but that's just two versus four. They will. They will throw. You, you learned that in your Alabama match. I did. In uh, fact, okay. they, they will throw Suarez in game one, uh, Wheeler in two, Nola in three, Suarez in four, and Wheeler in five. Which means Strider will go up against Suarez, and Wheeler will pitch against Max Fried, and I'm okay with that. And Aaron Nola goes up against probably Smith Schauber and Kyle Wright together. You would think. And and Jesse Chavez and anybody else they can yeah, pull John, out. John, Johnny Holstaff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All hands on deck for that one. Yeah. Um, you would like to have seen the Marlins maybe stress Philadelphia a little bit more, but I mean, with as much time between the rounds, I don't know how much it would have mattered. This Philadelphia team. Pitching-wise, they don't necessarily scare me past Wheeler, but that lineup is, um, I wouldn't say intimidating, but challenging. My problem with their lineup is it's never the, 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 the guys you expect who come through for them against the Braves. And, and, and that's, 
That's well, how I wouldn't say is. never. Well, rarely. It's but, Cast, but Castellanos, I mean, is Castellanos isn't exactly, you know, mid, but he's not the guy in that lineup that you're most concerned with. If no, no, Bryce Harper is the guy that you're Trey most Turner concerned with. Trey Turner is Kyle the guy that Schwarber. you're I'm not concerned with Kyle Schwarber. Uh, leading off recently. He's yeah, again, really, again, really he's not a leadoff hitter. He's the first hitter that comes up. Well, I'm but, saying, though, hitting leadoff, when he gets when he gets a hit to start the game, then you've got Turner, you've got Harper, you you got to deal with a lot. Yeah, but I'd rather deal with those guys with a guy in front of them that's only going one base at a time. That's okay. Why? Because they're only because he's going to trot the other two half the time. Uh, that's the problem. Is that you know he he gets a lot of base hits. They may be singles. It works. Because Bryce Harper goes yard quite often. <laughs> and and look, the, you're right. This is a lineup that, that's that's intimate, not intimidating, but it is challenging. But it's the back half of the lineup that, I, that I'm concerned with. If you go back and look at what Spencer Strider's done against great lineups, it's been impressive. I mean, guys got a sub-200 batting average against. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, again, it's the, it's the starts – and the marshes that, you know, they're just kind of pesky at the bottom for those guys. So it's it's going to be a challenging series, I think. And and I think Philadelphia, after what happened when these two teams met last year, comes into this feeling like nothing that went on during the regular season means anything. You know, they've got confidence from – what they did in last year's NLDS and what they did in the NLCS. So okay, but yeah, well <laughs> let's so let's talk about that. Look, I'm excited to play the the, the Phillies. One, you got you got to beat the best to be the best. So I think the Phillies are you know at, at least the third best team in the National League playoffs. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing, Spencer Strider ain't hurt. He ain't throwing 95-96. And I've not heard that Max Freed has thrown up this week. So yet. Yeah. Max ain't coming off the flu. Strider ain't dealing with an oblique. Yep. Yep. They didn't get our best last year in the DS. Yeah, be careful what you ask for if you're Philadelphia. And exactly. I'm seriously, uh, I'm looking forward to this series because if it does anything more than get that ridiculous bat slam off my timeline for the next 365 days, it'll be worth it. Reese Hoskins ain't coming through that door. Nor is a 95-mile-an-hour fastball from, mm -hmm. from Spencer, Spencer Strider. Strider. No. It's going to be 98-99, and you better watch out. And he, may, he, may, he may hit triple digits quite often, be in the playoffs, being at home. Oh, by the way, 5 o'clock in the evening instead of 1 o'clock in the afternoon. That's a huge deal. Yeah. I'm excited, man. I think this is going to be a great division series. I think it's going to be worth watching. The only problem that I have with this is I feel like the Braves are going to have to – deal with more emotion and it will be more high stress 
than I think the Dodgers are going to have to deal with in their division series against the Diamondbacks. Yeah, yeah, I, I think the Dodgers facing the Diamondbacks, are, they're just expected to just take care of business. I think the Braves are, I, I think people expect this to be a highly contentious series. I mean, how do you, how do you feel about it? Do you think they should reseed? I mean, it's, it's very simple to send the lowest seed to the next round. It's not like they're, you know, in a hub. Well, I mean, I, I don't know why you wouldn't, uh, really. Uh, it's, it's not like cost for Major League Baseball is, is an issue. issue. Yeah. It's not like travel is really an or issue. travel. And, 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 and I mean, you know, maybe from a scouting standpoint, you would like to know, okay, it's going to be A or B. But, ABC. but at the same time, if you're the number one seed, for it to mean something, yeah, it would seem like reseeding would be the way to do it. And again, not difficult to do, especially with three days off. Here's the thing. The wild card series, part of the advantage that you're supposed to get as a one seed is not just the time off, but you're supposed to get you know their number three starter in game one. Well, that's not going to happen. No, not the way they're scheduling. With the schedule. So I don't know what the advantage is. There is none. You're, you're not getting their number three starter. You're getting the best wild card. You're getting the best wild card team. I, mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know what the, and it, you know, it's awfully convenient that it's Atlanta that all this is happening to, but you know, I don't, I don't know. It's almost like you don't want, the only, the only advantage is home field advantage. That's it. Which is not nothing, but still. And I guess Major League Baseball is going to say, hey, number one plays four or five. I mean, we didn't tell six to beat three. I mean, well, you what included what six. You gave them the ability. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would almost assume just do away with the wild card series in this iteration of it. That's not going to happen. I understand that. <laughs> but I, I mean, to me, that seems like the better option. Yeah. I mean, at least that way you know you're getting the number four. Yeah. I mean, the Braves got the four anyway. But but the Dodgers are gonna get are gonna get the six instead of the three. three. Now And the Dodgers saying, hey. Not our fault the Brewers choked. Yeah. And the Brewers did, in fact, choke. And that's Oof. unfortunate because, you know, we're pseudo-Brewers fans mm -hmm. via the Nashville Sounds. Yeah, that's a tough one. Uh, other side of the bracket, Twins make easy work of Dante Bichette and <laughs> the Blue Jays. <coughs> um, <coughs> and the Astros will do their best to get back to the World Series for the, what, third consecutive year? Uh, meanwhile, the Orioles will get the Rangers, who are, let's just say, hot and looking really good. So mm -hmm. 
That's tough on the other side. The or I was, I was actually talking to one of the guys from Jacksonville State on the sideline last night who said his wife is a big Braves fan, but he's he's from Baltimore, so he's a big Orioles fan. Oh, yeah. Oh, and so little house divided going yeah, a little on. Little house huh? divided. So and and I told him I said you know I really don't want to see the Orioles because you know team of destiny and all, but it would be cool to watch Baltimore in the World Series and and, and so I'm looking forward I'm looking forward to this division series man Saturday night it's going to be rocking in Atlanta, absolutely raucous, and I can't wait. Yeah, and and as as Chris and I were talking off off air earlier. If you are a TSU football fan heading to the metropolitan Atlanta area this weekend for the Kennesaw State game, be aware, y'all's isn't the only game in town. So plan accordingly. It is not, in fact. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, top of the hour, Titans report from Terry McCormick. On the other side, stick around. Since 1975, the Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint Clinic has treated the orthopedic needs of Middle Tennessee residents. The trained physicians provide surgical options and minimally invasive options to treat all orthopedic needs. The walk-in clinic, OrthoQuick, helps you bypass the ER while treating sports injuries and acute needs Monday through Saturday. Visit MTBJ online at mtbj.net or on social media at Mid-Tennessee Bone Joint Clinic. for the Daily Titans report here at the top of the hour with Terry McCormick on Titan Insider. Terry, how are you? I'm doing well. It's the Zen Sports Titan Insider Daily Report. Zen Sports changing the bonus game for the better. Guys, let's talk a little bit about the offensive line. It's starting to look like Peter Skoronsky may be back. Practice for a second straight day today, so that's good news for the left side of that Titans offensive line. Now, the other part of it is this. At left tackle, what do you do? Do they stick with Andre Dillard? Do they go with Nicholas Petit-Ferrer, who's been on the shelf for four games? And he was practicing uh, the last couple of days, getting some reps over on that left side. My guess right now is that given that NPF is a little bit untested, uh, not only this year because of the suspension, but also uh, having not played on the left side since he was at Ohio State. My guess would be that Dillard is probably in because he did play better last week against Cincinnati. I'd say they probably go forward with him, but I'd say he may be officially on notice that that progress had better continue. Um, if you and, and okay. Well then, answer me this: What do you do with Nick with Petit Prayer? You you don't just keep him on the bench, do you? 
Well, they like the way Chris Hubbard has played at right tackle. I think uh, in the interim, I think Petit Ferrer probably becomes your swing tackle. You know he can play the right side, and if you're giving him a look on the left side, that if he's not going to be an immediate starter, that tells me that he's going to be your swing tackle so that that frees up Dylan Radins to be your primary swing guard. Uh, and then – what do you do with Justin Murray? He's probably a game day inactive. And the eight that they would go with would be your five starters with Raidens as your guard backup, Petit Ferrer as your tackle backup, and Corey Levin as your center backup. That sounds like a solid bunch. Um, well, I, Dillard accepted. Well, here's the thing is you have three guys who, can, who have played left tackle. I mean, Hubbard's played left tackle in the league. You've got Petit Freire, who played it in college, but also Did Peter he? Skaronsky, who played it in college. Well, and, and I guess you've got opportunities, you know, during the course of the game, because Dillard's sure. shorts doesn't mean he's he out there for every snap. So, you know, if, if he's looking like he's looked, maybe they make an in-game move. It's happened before, you know, when uh, Xavier Newman got the nod in the game against the Chargers, and he was out there for two series before they said, whoops, that's enough, and they went to Dylan Radin. So uh, it's not an unprecedented move by the Titans to make a, a change on that offensive line in the middle of the shift, so, so to speak. Well, you know, obviously yeah. this week is is critical. I mean, it's a division game. It's the Colts, and it's been more than a thousand days since the Colts have beaten the Titans. So, 1049, yeah, one, I believe is where we're at. It's today 1049. So, I mean, it's it's a big deal because well, this this Colts team is two and two, and everybody else is two and two. So you just yeah, kind of feel I mean, like it's, it's important to win. Yeah, I mean, it really is. Obviously, it's a division game. The winner of this is going to be guaranteed at least a share first place in the AFC South. And here's the thing that I'm, that I'm kind of feeling that – here's the thing that I think that would scare me if I was the Titans. You know, it's not so much that Anthony Richardson is a great quarterback at this juncture of his career – but his ability to make big plays off schedule might overcome some of the mistakes that he's going to make. That would scare me to death if I were a defensive coordinator. I can certainly see that being an issue. And so I feel like Saturday or Sunday is going to be a huge game. And outside of getting those linemen back, what does the rest of the injury report look like? You know, it looks like Kyle Phillips is still trending toward uh, being back, and he's probably going to be the punt returner if he doesn't hold any have any setbacks over the next day or so. So that's an interesting move in and of itself because they're putting a lot on his plate to be maybe a slot receiver and also the punt returner in his first game back from IR. To me, I would probably kept Mason Kinsey up for one more week or so just to let him handle the punt returns because – you know, not trying to be ugly, but Kyle Phillips has been a little bit brittle throughout the uh, course of his early his young career. And, you know, I wouldn't want to put him in harm's way any more than I had to, even if he is potentially dynamic as a punt return. Well, 
I mean, you got to find out what you get out of him. Traylon Burke's probably not going to play. It doesn't look like it. I, he must have had some sort of setback with that knee. It's not a re-aggravation of the earlier injury, but it sounds like it's something else on the same leg that's causing him to miss time. Haven't seen him in the locker room or in the building, you know, which leads me to believe that, and I have nothing to base this on, but he may have had to have some sort of something done to that knee or may just have to, you know, rest it up. And that may be why you haven't seen him, but uh, I, I don't look for him to play this week unless he makes a big appearance tomorrow, which I don't really expect at this point. Um, Tier Tart, what's his situation? Well, he's another one. It, you know, it was a knee on injury report last week. Now it's a toe. So, uh, you know, he's just, you know, got little nicks and scrapes all over apparently. But uh, Tarts, he, he didn't, you know, he wasn't out there during the open part of practice today. But he's the type of guy, he seems to be a gamer. You know, they always talk about how he needs to, you know, practice well and do that. But he strikes me as one of those guys that's a gamer. He doesn't always look great on the practice field, but you put him in the game-type situations when it really counts. I got a feeling that if I was going to say one way or the other, my guess is he practices tomorrow and he plays at least some role on Sunday. There you have it, your daily time report. Terry, tell us about Zen Sports. All right, glad to. Zen Sports. The new sports book in Tennessee, revolutionizing the way you earn sports betting rewards. Within sports, your rewards are cash rewards. You bet with real money, and now you're rewarded with it, too. Earn a whopping 5% cash back welcome bonus for your first 15 days when you sign up with code MAINSTREET, M-A-I-N-S-T. Keep betting and keep earning every month after that with up to 3% cash back rewards on your betting volume. Small earn cash commission on your referral bets with the Zen Sports Referral Rewards Program. Zen Sports betting just got better. Gambling problem call 1-800-889-9789. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 and older and in Tennessee to bet. The dragon here, I saw it. What? But no, they don't. There's no such thing as dragons. I swear, I saw it. It had huge claws. Get out of here. It had eyes as big as the moon. Come on, I'll show you. Wait up. up. <gasps> Do you hear that? We're almost there. Whoa! I told you so. That is a dragon. This is Chris Yao with Main Street Sports Today. Every show, Mo Patton and I welcome friends from all across the sports landscape, from high school coaches and reporters to national, college, and pro sports personalities. You never know who might stop by for a chat. AP Tennessee Sports Editor, three-time Tennessee Sports Runner of the Year 2020 TSWA Hall of Famer. She covers the Titans, the Predators, the Grizzlies, college football, and hoops. Please make welcome, Teresa Wall. Former University of Tennessee, former Team USA Olympian, XI Young Award winner, R.A. Dickey. R.A., did I miss anything? Man, that was sweet. <laughs> yeah, I need to listen to that before I go to bed every night. That was nice. Has five sports Emmys. That's not bad for the other guy in Wham. <laughs> other guy Wham married the best-looking girl Bananarama, so other guy Wham had a pretty good life. From preps to pros, we're taking on the sports topics you care about. Tune in across Main Street Media social platforms at 2 p.m.
FM or on demand on your podcast distribution platform of choice. Welcome back in Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Time now for a little rapid fire here. I say reaction, but that's just because that's what we call it. Uh, it's, it's just reaction to some of the biggest news of the day. We'll start, Mo. North Carolina and the NCAA have announced that Tez Walker, wide receiver for the Tar Heels, will be eligible from here on out. Matt Brown has to, I'm, I'm, Mac Brown has to be pleased. Oh, I'm sure he is. Yeah. Now, uh, matter of fact, uh, what? Let's let, let's read Mac's statement because we've read his previous <laughs> statement uh, from what early September. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. He said we were thrilled to find out earlier that Tez Walker has been granted his immediate eligibility. Let's see if I need to go to latest because I know that I know there is a I know there is a, a here it is we're so happy for Tez everything that's transpired over the last few months has been with the sole purpose of helping and supporting him and now he's going to have a chance to live his dream of playing at North Carolina. <laughs> We want to express our gratitude to the people at North Carolina who have worked tirelessly to assist Tez. We never gave up. We also want to thank the NCAA for being willing to re-examine Tez's case and ultimately deciding to grant him his eligibility. This is and has always been about the welfare of this young man, and we can't wait to see him on the field doing what he loves to do. There you go. Uh, yes. It's about Tez Walker, but if you don't think Mac Brown is, it's also best for Mac Brown and and, and the Tar Heels mm-hmm. because he is a game changer on the outside as a wide receiver. I mean, preseason All ACC selection without ever having played a down. Right. Um, that being said, uh, to me, it feels like this is this is huge for kind of. Everybody, especially timing-wise, Mo, because obviously North Carolina plays at home against against Syracuse this week, but they've got Miami next week. <laughs> and then, of course, they get him back for Duke, Clemson, and North Carolina State to end the year. You know, plenty of time to get, you know, to be involved in mm-hmm. practices and, and with the ones, et cetera. I'm sure that he's been practicing, but probably not with the ones. Wouldn't think. And so now you've got the, the timing of this is certainly helpful for North Carolina. Advantageous, yes. NCAA said that new information was brought forth that uh, led to the reversal of his denial. Now, what new information could that have been, though? Uh, uh, beats me. I mean, do you have thoughts about what that new information might have been? Not a clue. And it's NCAA. Who knows? I don't think there's any new information. I mean, the, the all the information they had was all they needed. The information that they had available in the beginning was all that was necessary. 
Well, and I mean, but here's the thing. What was Bubba Cunningham's comment? There's cover here, by the way. Mm -hmm. You know, after four weeks, right? It was like a four-week suspension. There's cover in that we can say now, oh, yeah, he, uh, they brought new information to us. But if, if, if the, if the athletics director at North Carolina is saying, we don't know what prompted them to change that mind. The justification provided by the NCAA today is not, is not accurate. Okay. <laughs> the university submitted all necessary information and documentation as it was made available to us at the time, and we still believe Tez met all standards for the waiver in early August. It's not clear why the NCAA delayed making the correct decision then, but we are pleased to make to get the appropriate resolution now. So apparently there were attorneys involved. Well, of course. There there will be lawyers. Um. Always. Elliot Abrams, Hart Miles of Cheshire, Parker Schneider, PLLC, and Chris Grave of Swainwood, Will Grave, and of Morningstar Law Group say so we are honored to have worked with Tez and Attorney General Josh Stein, the entire the, 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 the Attorney General of North Carolina, Attorney's General. So when the Attorney's General is making a phone call, you've got to pretty good shot of getting things done with the NCAA because the last thing they want to deal with is that. So, Here's what Charlie Baker said. It's unfortunate UNC failed to provide this important information previously. <laughs> what important information are we talking about? Staff determined the new information qualifies Walker for a transfer waiver. Does not say anything about what it is. It just says, while we must be careful not to compromise the student athlete's right to privacy when it comes to sensitive issues, we want to assure the Division I membership and everyone watching how the new transfer rules are applied, that this meets the new transfer waiver standards. Meanwhile, Bubba Cunningham says that they had everything that we had to give them we, in we, August. We'd have told you. We, we, we'd have gave you everything. And you going to tell me. And everybody else that I that we, we gave you something else, but we, but we didn't. That's that's surprising. Who do you believe in this situation? The NCAA or North Carolina? Who do I believe? Correct. I wish my face could do that Viola Davis meme. Yeah where she looks sideways and then she throws her purse over her shoulder and walks out. But you can't. I'm always going to believe the institution over the NCAA. Always. Every time. Oklahoma State, Tennessee, All of them. North Carolina, I mean, Miami. I, I don't care who it is. I'm going to believe the institution over the NCAA. Well, and, and again, Attorneys involved here. So I don't know if maybe they got some, maybe, maybe the new information was a, a legal, uh, what is the word, starts with an A, statement. Affidavit? Yes, maybe they got an affidavit from a family member saying, I'm sick, 
Tez needs to be close by. Perhaps. Yeah, maybe it wasn't something provided by North Carolina. Maybe, maybe it wasn't. Maybe the standard the NCAA needed wasn't provided. Maybe the information was provided, but the standard of proof mm -hmm. wasn't provided. And, and now the standard it of has proof since had been, been reached. Yeah. Perhaps both NCAA and North Carolina are telling somewhat telling right. their truth. Yeah, somewhat yeah. right in this situation. I don't know, but I think it's interesting. It's very interesting. So, uh, obviously, and, and here's the thing: Jerry Moorhead, the uh, board of directors chair and president of Georgia, by the way. Uh, <laughs> is the one who, who, who he and Charlie Baker made this, this statement. They straight up took a shot. Now, North Carolina's been punching pretty hard since August. Mm -hmm. But they took a shot. And the NCAA doesn't often take shots. They're going to take the high road more times than not. But they've certainly been hit a few times so taking, punch a, back. taking yeah. a, a punch back and mm -hmm. giving one back is probably not a terrible move there by Baker this is interesting mm -hmm. Syracuse fans are mad <laughs> <laughs> first off congrats to this young man for winning his fight against the NCAA for what they put him through to my fellow Q's football fans out there we should be looking forward to beating these guys with the best they have to offer well, there, you, there go. you go oh man other information or other things to talk about. Jonathan Taylor, we're talking about the Colts. He will play for Indianapolis, though he doesn't sound, you know, entirely excited about it. Well, how can he be? Yeah, I, I mean, here's the thing. And I get it that he doesn't necessarily want to play for Indianapolis, but you're part of a team and showing that you don't want to be there the first time that you don't look like you give 110% effort. Now your teammates are going to sit in the back of their mind going, why, why, why is he not trying? Why is he not hustling? Why is he not doing this? Why is he not doing that? And now we've got an issue on the team. And oh, by the way, I ain't mad about it. In case y'all wonder. Yeah, uh, any, any issues that the Colts may have are, I, I, are their issues. And, they, and I'm all for it. I'm all for all their issues. <laughs> Give me all your drama. Leave all your laundry on the on the turf at, at Lucas Oil Stadium. As, I'm perfectly fine. As, as someone wrote on Facebook about an unrelated situation, they can lose 21 more in a row and I'll be just fine. Just fine. <laughs> but, you know, and never stop your enemy in the middle of making, making a mistake. mistake. So let Jonathan Taylor come. Because, listen, Jonathan Taylor's never been a problem for the, for the Titans. He's not He's not played well against the Titans in in the past mm -hmm. so I'm not I'm not super concerned of course now he'll go off for 204 <laughs> touchdowns and, and all the things but <laughs> but yeah I, I think it's really interesting how this is going to play out I'm, I'm I'm very curious the Colts injury report has Jonathan Taylor at full participation yesterday and today so 
There you go. Yeah. The WNBA has announced that it will expand into the Bay Area. They have awarded the Golden State Warriors a WNBA expansion team, so they will be in the Bay Area. That gives them 13 teams. They need a 14th. Do they? Well, <laughs> they say they're going to, to get to 14. Among the, according to front office sports, among the cities that are being uh, touted are Portland, Charlotte, um, let's see here, Nashville, of course, and I'm not sure who else, because the reason it doesn't matter is that Portland is apparently the likely city, according to multiple reports and front office sports. Once finalized, they would join the Bay Area as official league franchises in 2025, meaning Nashville would not get a WNBA team. Well, and as you look at the makeup of the WNBA, all of their franchises are in NBA cities, are they not? They are. So... All right, well, other than Connecticut. Mm. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, and that... And Seattle, technically. The, that's right. <laughs> okay, so, so, no. Then. So, no. No, the answer is not necessarily. Uh, but... So, I mean, so there is precedent then sure. in but, terms of the possibility of Nashville getting a team. Sure. Uh, you know, Dallas was once Detroit. And in between there, they were Tulsa. Right. Uh, but have since continued their move south to to a to an NBA city. Phoenix, of course, Las Vegas. Does not Las have Vegas. Yeah. So yes, no. I no. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Nashville would be a good fit. The biggest issue is that if you cut the country in half with the Mississippi River, it's it's not very equal. Um, but adding two West Coast teams will actually tip the scales the other way. Right, right. And I'm looking at a website, thenexthoops.com, and someone is asking, why so many Pacific Northwest teams? You have, you already have Seattle and, 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 and L.A., now Golden State, then you're at Portland. I'm not sure that L.A. or Golden State are Pacific Northwest, but West Coast. I mean, you've got four teams on the West Coast when you add Portland, and Golden State, you've got Vegas out there. I mean, well, so I wonder it, why they are so west. It would be heavy. it would be seven teams Dallas West, and then seven teams Minnesota East. So maybe that's why. And yeah. only Atlanta in the South. southeastern region. Yeah, I mean, now Orlando had a team at one time. They did. Uh, and Portland had a team in the early 2000s, and it did not work. Did they really? I don't remember From 2000 that. to 2002, they had the Portland Fire. Is that the team that's now in Indiana? Uh, maybe. I don't, I don't remember that. But, but yeah, the, it, it didn't work out so well the last time. So, 
maybe oh. uh, as, you, as you go, I guess they are, uh, it doesn't look like they moved. Or oh, no, they just dissolved according yeah. to Wiki. Yeah, because most of their players went to different places. That's wild. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if this is a good – I wish that, of course, the WNBA would come. I think that it would be a perfect fit for Nashville, but I also understand the dynamics of arena availability. Sure. <laughs> I That's not a small issue. No, but <laughs> I, I don't – look, if, we, if it's going to exist – I don't know why municipal is not utilized. I know that the WNBA doesn't want to feel like they're second rate and they're but, in the other arena. Uh, you got to play somewhere, and I just don't know how realistic Bridgestone is. Well, I mean, Bridgestone already has a full calendar. Yep. And so I don't know. I, I, well, and, and here's the thing: test it out. If if you if you sell out ten thousand seats every time you, you go out to municipal, then you know maybe you take, and maybe you have the money to rent Bridgestone over a, a concert. Maybe they they feel like it's it's worth their, you know, ninety seven hundred is yeah. what municipal seats. Mm -hmm. Sell it out. Well, that's 97. Is it 9,700 for basketball? Because you got to think you're going to have some floor seats and some seats that are probably a little closer. You could probably add 300 in there some, well, I, somewhere. I, I don't know what the, the, configuration the configuration is yeah. that gets you to 9,700. Right. I just Googled sure. municipal capacity and it said 9,700. So that being said, um, yeah, it's to me. I feel like Nashville would be a great place. Maybe, maybe not. No, I, I think you're right. But I think it would be a great place. I think it. I think women's has basketball has been potentially a great yeah. place for a long time. Yeah, right? women's basketball in Tennessee and Nashville, particularly, has always been well supported. I mm -hmm. mean, just look at the SEC basketball tournament and, and how well it's supported each year. Uh, and again, like you said, the only team in the Southeast that, that exists right now is Atlanta. So why not? Anyway. All right. Let's see. Do I have anything else on the list? Uh, Utah. Utah's NIL deal. <laughs> 85 scholarship athletes will get a brand new Dodge Ram truck. That's about a half a million, $600,000 at the low end. That's if they all get base trucks. They won't all get base They're trucks. They're not all getting base <laughs> trucks. But what about the 15 or hmm? 18 walk-ons that have to come to class, come to work every day and come to come to practice every day and walk by all 85. Dodge Rams? Yeah. Here's the good thing. They'll at least know where their car is. They won't have trouble finding it. All the, all the other players have to hit the button to find out where they are. <laughs> So many Dodge Rams, yeah. <laughs> it's just Dodge Ram. Yeah. There's like a dealership out there. Right, exactly. <laughs> Goodness gracious. But, yeah. Unintended consequences, right? <laughs> but as I asked you yesterday, what are they doing to get this? They, you're supposed to use your name, image, and likeness to promote something. Yeah. yeah. I, I, it it kind of feels like when you hear stories like this and situations like this, it kind of feels like 
NIL has kind of jumped the shark a little bit. It, it certainly or a lot. Yeah, it certainly found its way into a into some negative situations. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, like you, well, when you, when you ask, what is it you're doing? What are you, what service are so, you providing in exchange for this truck? And how do you keep this truck? Right. With, with collectives, I know that some of it is, you know, you're, you're obligated to attend a, an alumni function mm -hmm. or people who, who pay a certain level of money each month to the collective get certain perks with players certain players team. yeah and and that sort of thing but you know the the fourth string wide receiver who's on scholarship well <laughs> I, I don't know i guess he gets to go help somebody move at some point or something i don't know I mean, <laughs> the favor <laughs> that, that, that's the favor and we're not even going to give you pizza because we already gave you a doctor right yeah just be here at eight o'clock, <laughs> ready to move some furniture. I am. <laughs> that's you. So wear your Utah t-shirt. Oh, <laughs> oh gosh, that's terrible. Yeah. He will help you move. <laughs> what is it? Two guys in a truck. <laughs> Two guys in a ram. <laughs> bring, bring your truck. You know. Ute movement. <laughs> I'm here for that. That would be. That would be a great name. There you go. Oh, you go. man. All right. Let's That's good. <laughs> you may want to copyright that one. <laughs> we'll start a, I'm starting a moving company in, in Utah. Utah tomorrow. Youth movement. Youth movement. <laughs> oh, let's take a break. When we come back, high school football picks on this Preps Thursday right after this. <laughs> Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Custom Stone Handler supplies over 600 distributors and suppliers with quality stone products. Along with River Stone, we produce and distribute over 100 building, landscape, and other bulk products. Our goal is to provide quality products, service, and partnerships to ensure our customers' success. We firmly believe that the measure of any person or company is how they treat other people and customers. Give them a call at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Mockingbird Title and Escrow is an attorney-owned and operated full-service title company in Middle Tennessee. We get your deals closed without worry and fuss. We're a family business that offers the highest level of expertise in our industry when it comes to closing and funding your real estate transactions. And it's, it's a job I really love. Uh, I'm passionate about this. I'm enthusiastic about this. I like to think we're pretty well-rounded and can deal with a wide range of, of needs and a wide range of clients. Call 615-274-8698 today. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see. 
whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. Piggly Wiggly, located in Neely's Mill Shopping Center, is Columbia's locally owned and operated Cost Plus 10 grocery store dedicated to serving the community with low prices and smiling faces. Piggly Wiggly offers fresh, hand-cut meats daily as well as daily hot plate lunches from their deli counter. You're certain to see smiling faces and a helping hand when you're here at Piggly Wiggly. Come by and check out our fresh produce, high-quality meats, and more. Down home, down the street, we'll see you at the Pig. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service and our ortho quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Back in Main Street Sports Day presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Time now to do a little pick 'em. Got 10 games from across the mid state that we'll be picking. And of course, you can always find them at MainStreetPreps.com. Staff wide picks ish. <laughs> most everybody. Most everybody. Is, is participating. Most every game. And most every game. Yeah. <laughs> They, they've just quit putting Giles County games in here, which was smart, let's be honest. Oh, man. Well, looking forward to to talking about these. We've already talked about this particular game quite a bit today, Mo. Mm -hmm. Columbia yeah. Academy in Nashville Christian tomorrow night at 7 o'clock in Bellevue. As I said, eat some honey fire barbecue for me or wherever you're doing. I don't know where else you go. Uh, I'm, I'm... I don't know where else you go. Well, There's plenty of options over there. But yeah, but I don't know by the time I get there how much time I'm going to have. Honey Fire takes about five minutes. It's barbecue, and their, their mac and cheese is already made, and that's all you really need. But, I mean, by the time I get to the area, I don't know how much time I'm going to have to eat and go to the game. Oh, you'll leave here, what, 4, 4.30? Mm -hmm. Okay, well, you take 8.40, come up the back way down 40. I didn't East. think about eight. See, I didn't think about eight. I rarely that's think how, about eight forty, particularly going that way. Well, and that's how I used to go home when I lived, lived there. In Bellevue. <laughs> so, because Nashville Christians on the same road I lived on, so I just okay. ran the road. Okay. Uh, but right. yeah, take take eight forty and go the back way, and you'll be just fine. Okay. Uh, and, all right. Well, and, good. And and, and you'll, I will need all the help I can get. You'll probably you'll probably get there around five thirty. Give yourself thirty minutes to eat, and it's a five minute. Hop, skip, and jump right over to Sawyer Brown Road. There you go. Okay. All right. Thank you. You got it. All and right. that for all of you Columbia folks heading that way, do the same thing. Do the same. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Columbia Academy and Nashville Christian, again, this is probably for a region championship. Columbia Academy featuring Main Street Preps Week 7 Football Player of the Week, Harrison Brownlee. Hey, well done. The wide receiver linebacker earned 25% of the overall vote to beat out your favorite high school player, Cornersville's Ben Franklin, and Sycamore's Hicks Hunter. So, again, he was our player of the week this week as well. And so, big week for Harrison. Congrats. Yeah. And hopefully, 
I've got them following it up with another road win. It's going to be close. It's going to be a great ball game. Yeah, it, this is a toss-up for me. I'm going with the home team because they're out. That's it. That's the only reason I picked Nashville Christian. I think this is a toss-up. I think it's a, I think it's a one-score game either way and could potentially see overtime. And Lawson Smith and I aren't going to like you very much wow. because I got my first one last week, and Lawson's had, what, two? two. He had two in a row. I had one, too, though. I had an independent centennial. <laughs> so. Yeah. All, overtime has has been a, a thing. It has. Middle Tennessee. Overtime and 11. Overtime and 11. Yeah. <laughs> if we have 11, 11, 11 overtime, of an overtime, yeah. then we'll be in trouble. Yeah. Lipscomb Academy at Montgomery Bell Academy. This one also Friday at 7. They, the, the, these two teams, the records are interesting. I think they both played, <laughs> you know, they, they both played some, some fantastic competition. Um. I think Montgomery Bell Academy is starting to figure some things out without, you know, among others, Texas A&M freshman Marcel Reed. Um, picked up a couple of wins here of late. The and beat Father has. Ryan and um, Knox Catholic, which Knox Catholic has been a little bit disarray since the end of last year, since spring. Yeah. <laughs> so... But um, I don't know. I don't know what, what what they're doing over there. I don't know if they're, you know, how how well they played. I just don't know. But uh, uh, Munger, you know, NBA getting win is still big. Yeah, and and I am. But Lipscomb beat Innsworth, and I thought Innsworth was one of the best teams in Middle Tennessee. I still think Innsworth is one of the best teams in Middle Tennessee. Mm -hmm. And if you look at these scores, Saraland, Alabama, thirty-one thirty overtime loss on the road. Briarcrest uh, they beat, lost to Baylor on the road, 34-31. And then Christian Brothers of Missouri, I don't, I, I couldn't tell you anything about it. Right. So of their four losses, three of them have come from out-of-state teams, including IMG. First year of Kevin Mawai, I got to go, I got to go with Mustangs here. I think they're, I think they get back on track, and I think that the last four games could be interesting. I think I like the direction that the big red red is trending in, and I'm going with NBA. Well, you are the only one. Well, so yeah. enjoy that island yeah. um, because sometimes it works out. It has for me, but rarely. <laughs> Page at Hillsboro. Uh, the Burroughs. Will there be a live one on the field? I don't know. I think they have two. Well, Don and Quixote. I believe. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Page at Hillsboro. That's tonight. That is tonight, by the way. Ooh. At seven o'clock on a Thursday. So I feel like this is a game the Patriots ought to win. Uh, this is, you know, Hillsboro is kind of playing with its back against the wall right now. And, you know, as we mentioned, in, in the last couple of weeks, this this district is tough. This is a tough region. As we yeah, uh, this this is a tough region. You've got Page, you've got Nolansville. Oh, you've got number one in the state, Centennial. So yeah, it's um. And Hillsboro is no slouch. Exactly. They're not a pushover. So, but um, I think 
I think Paige takes care of business in this one. Yeah. I'll take it to Green Hills and enjoy. Plural. Yeah, plural. Columbia Central at Franklin County. That's tomorrow night at seven. And again, this is this this game is massive in terms of playoff implications. Yeah, because Franklin County's one win period in or out of region was against Tullahoma, which right now I think sits number two in region five five eight. Oh yeah, they are number two because clearly they lost to Franklin County. So right. yeah, but they have got the one loss. Yeah. But they've still got a chance to Tullahoma could still win the region with a win over Shelfville. Mm -hmm. that, that held the chop there. But yeah, this this is an interesting game. Because as you can hear a little more about it later, yep. at six o'clock tonight, six fifteen, you can hear prior to the Franklin Ravenwood game, right? Um, prior to Franklin Ravenwood on Main Street Media Radio. That's right. Yeah. You can hear the Main Street Murray football preview show, and uh, you'll hear us pick this game again. Maybe get a little bit deeper into it, but I'm going to go with Columbia Central to end their losing streak in Winchester. Of four games. Yep. Um, That's eight years. Actually, it's not. It's not? No, oh, because okay. there were okay. some times when they played consecutive years oh. in one place or the other. That's weird. But okay. um, regardless, I'm taking the Lions as well. Ravenwood at Franklin. That is the Main Street Preps game of the week. It is the Main Street Preps game of the week. Well, on radio. And, and as a result, Wade Neely didn't pick it. Surprise. There you go. <clears throat> because we're he wants to be non-biased, yeah, balanced. Un unbiased as, as Jeff Francoeur on a Major League oh. Baseball broadcast involving oh, the Braves. Yeah, there we go. Uh, but, yeah, um, you know, Donnie Webb, first game, these kids are probably playing You feel like that they they're they're probably going to rally around each other, and 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 obviously Donnie was on staff, has been in the building, and was the coach before Alex Melton got there. Donnie's last win in his initial stint as football coach at Franklin was against Ravenwood. That's right. So that being said. I don't think his first win back in his second stint is also is going to be also against, going to be against Ravenwood. <laughs> yeah, so or or it's not Ravenwood. not tonight. Not tonight. Uh, the Raptors, I think, get the win here. Yeah. Is that four or is that five? One, two, three. That's five. That's five. We'll take a break. When we come <laughs> back, five more games, including the game of the week on May Street Preps. Pick them. We'll be right back after this. <laughs> Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you. No matter what's happening in the world, 
or at your house. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. Mockingbird Title and Escrow is an attorney-owned and operated full-service title company in Middle Tennessee. We get your deals closed without worry and fuss. We're a family business that offers the highest level of expertise in our industry when it comes to closing and funding your real estate transactions. And it's it's a job I really love. Uh, I'm passionate about this. I'm enthusiastic about this. I like to think we're pretty well-rounded and can deal with a wide range of, of needs and a wide range of clients. Call 615-274-8698 today. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service, and our ortho-quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yamo, Patton, five games left on the high school football pick them here on this Preps Thursday. And, Mo, it is raining now. Well, of course. It is, it, is, it is definitely raining, and it's raining hard. So, congratulations. Yeah, no problem. Enjoy. <laughs> Innsworth, just mentioned them. Mm-hmm. At Father Ryan. Father Ryan made us all look silly. Earlier this year, when they defeated Brentwood Academy, Innsworth, I think their only loss of the year. No, they've lost back to, well, they lost back to back to Lipscomb and to MUS. Um, Looked really good up to that point against Union City, NBA, Tresman. Knox Catholic, and then last week over Christian Heritage, Georgia. Don't know anything about Christian Heritage, Georgia, but uh, this should be an interesting game. I'm not sure who this tells us what about, but since Father Ron defeated Brentwood Academy 56-21 in week three, they have not won. It's true. They lost to MBA 24-20. They lost at Briarcrest 28-21. And they lost to Memphis University School 28-24. And I am expecting that trend to Which continue tonight over on Highway 100. Uh, I'm sorry, tomorrow. at home. No, tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. Tomorrow night at home. At home. Yeah. On I-65. In front of the road, Just off the the road there. Um, I've got the Tigers. You've got the Tigers. I've got the Tigers. We've got the Tigers. Go Tigers. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Good Burger. Home of the Good Burger. That's right. Can I hear Uh, you? In fact, it's pretty much a clean sweep amongst the Main Street preps core. uh, Yeah, and, and, uh, and much to the chagrin of Main Street Murray and Dixon Post editor Chris Gregory, who will be on the sideline for this one, I presume, in this Trousdale County mm. at East Robertson mm. uh, matchup. 
Trousdale County at East Robertson and Trousdale County, man, you know, ever since Kevin Creasy, things have been a things, little up and down. Things have been bleak uh, in, in, up in the Trousdale County area. So we will see what happens. I have um, East Robertson and the Fighting Groves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think the Indians at home tonight take care of this one. That's right, that one is tonight. So, Also tonight, East Nashville on the road at Cane Ridge. Always fun when you get a metro, metro matchup. Don't think it's going to be a lot of fun, however for the host Ravens. Yeah, they, they've really kind of struggled this year. You know, we saw that televised 31-28 loss to Mount Juliet in the season opener for both those teams, and we thought, well, okay, Mount Juliet's good, and they are. They are. But Cane Ridge didn't win their first game until two weeks ago when they defeated Laverne 3 to nothing. Then they came back last week and dropped a big one at Riverdale last week. They're struggling, and I don't think East Nashville, particularly coming off of their loss last week to Franklin Road Academy, is going to be of a mind to help. I'm sorry. They lost two weeks ago to Franklin Road Academy. They lost last week to Smyrna. So they've lost yeah, two in a row. They, I don't think they're going to be in a mood to help Cane Ridge with their struggle. Yeah, I'm with you. I've, I've got I've got the Eagles in this one getting back on track. Mm -hmm. Henry County at Beach. So if that makes a difference for you, Henry County traveling to Beach. Both of these teams have played uh, Brentwood, and both of them played them pretty tight, I believe. I don't remember exact scores. You know, these are traditionally two of the top teams in <laughs> in their. Well, you say in the mid-state rather loosely because Henry well, County is across the river, but they play this way. So, well, uh, in, in their respective divisions, because Henry County has not it has not been six A for a while, and they're not now. No, Beach hasn't been five A in a long time, probably. Four years ago against Summit, yeah. right? Weren't they 6A the last two years? Yeah, they were because they played in the state finals last year against Oakland. So, you know, moving back down to 5A for Beach, and then, oh, by the way, here's your reward Henry County's in your region. Nice. <laughs> yeah, this is not a great yeah. reward. Um, I was wrong, and the Beach has not played. Brentwood, they played independence. Mm -hmm. That's what it was. There you go. Um, and got pretty well handled by the Eagles. So curious how that one plays out. I, I think Henry County gets the win here. They've been playing really good ball. Their only loss of the year is to Brentwood. So I'm going to go with the Patriots is, on the road. Is to Brentwood 17-14 at Brentwood. That's right. So, yeah, I am. Um, yeah, I like Henry County in this one as well. Maybe they'll bring the siren with them. If you're a beach fan, you hope not. <laughs> no doubt. And finally, speaking of Brentwood, the Main Street Preps game of the week, undefeated, 7-0, the Bruins. Make the trip 
to Mallory Lane. Yes, sir. Where there's malice on Mallory. <laughs> to CCCHS, where the Cougars. Also, 7-0 are looking to upend their cross-county rival, Brentwood. This would be, this, this is the time, Mo, that those folks who told you that Centennial is the best team in the county, this is their opportunity to prove those folks right. It is. It is. This is this might be the best game in Williamson County in a long time. When you're talking about two two teams that are both undefeated this deep into the season, and you know, Centennial is number one in the state in five A. Brentwood is what number three. Number three in class six Associated Press. So this and in the Main Street Preps poll. They're both in the top six, I think. I think Centennial is six. No. Brentwood makes sense. Is, and Brentwood is four, maybe. Yeah. So I mean, you're talking about you're talking about two teams that th this is a this is a juggernaut matchup. This is a heavyweight fight. And you're yet, talking about two teams that could both that could both find themselves in Chattanooga. in Chattanooga. Yeah. I don't think there's any question. Um, Jamal Stewart has done a fantastic job in his first season over at Centennial. Um, Clint Finch we had on the show earlier this year, and obviously they're still rolling. And I cannot tell you how much I wanted to pick Centennial in this ball game. I bet you did. I'm a little surprised that you didn't. I couldn't pull the trigger on it. It's, it's a little tough. When you're talking about 6A, 5A, uh, I think Brentwood has played a little bit tougher schedule, but not mm -hmm. much. No. Not much. Okay. I mean, I think, you know. Blackman, Brentwood Academy, Hendersonville, Henry his, County, they've been yeah, tested. Historically speaking, Blackman, Brentwood Academy, Hendersonville, Henry County, all would be very difficult teams to play against and get wins. I think Brentwood has made them all just about look a bit pedestrian. Mm -hmm. And, you know, obviously Centennial has the overtime win against Independence. They've beaten Franklin, Summit, Lawson, Springfield. And, and, and then their, their best win so far to this point has been Nolensville. Uh, maybe Independence on the road in overtime. But I think they've been a little less tested. And that's why I'm going to go with Brentwood as well. Yeah. So should be a great, great week of high school football. Uh, if you are planning to go to a game tonight, make sure to bring your raincoats because I don't well, know what it's doing anywhere else. Right. But, but right outside our window, it is pouring. Here on West 7th yeah. Street in Columbia, it is indeed it raining. Is, and it's coming down pretty good. It, it, it's, it's raining hard. Right. Now. I don't want to leave so, the building. You might just just stick around for just a little bit. Can't stick so, around too long. No, no, you can't. You, you've <laughs> got to get to Overton. To, at least it's the south side of Nashville, mm -hmm. and you'll be going north once you. So that's a that's a positive, <laughs> but that's about the only positive. So, looking forward to it again. MainStreetMediaRadio.com uh, for tonight's Ravenwood and Franklin matchup. Again, at 6.15, you can see the Main Street Murray football preview show as well. And come back tomorrow. 
It's college football. We'll preview all of the biggest games in college football, and we'll pick some as well. Should be a lot of fun. Um, again, four and six last week for me, so we'll see what happens. But yeah. but yeah, we've we've got we've got ten great games to pick against the spread. We've got a lot of great games to to talk about in the SEC and across the uh, across the country. So come back with us. We certainly appreciate it, Mo. Um, tell them where to find you tonight if they want to keep up with uh, Summit and Overton. If they want to keep up with Summit and Overton, they can find me on Twitter at Mo Patton underscore sports. So be sure and check that out. We'll be putting up scoring updates throughout the night. And also, uh, we have a text message from Darren Joins. Just a, a little bit of news here. Speaking of Centennial High School, uh, Ted Martinez has stepped down as volleyball coach at Centennial after the last two seasons. Uh, so they're looking for a volleyball coach if you're looking for a place to coach volleyball. So there you go. That's going to do it for our show. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us again tomorrow. Same bad time, same bad channel right here on Main Street Sports Day. Presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. We'll see you at 2 o'clock on Main Street Media TV tomorrow. <laughs>